Welcome back to Nachiyomi. We are now attempting to learn the 10th chapter, the 10th parak of Sefer Shoftim. As opposed to many of the previous prakim, this is actually a pretty short parak. Very little commentary on it, so it's going to go pretty fast. Um, this parak is a, is a sort of telescoping of history where, there, where we, descri- we discover uh, the following history of the Shoftim that come after Avimelech. After Avimelech is killed, we have this uh, very, very quick um, staccato description of history. So immediately after him is the person who gets up to lead Israel as a man by the name of Tola ben Pua. Um, he is a man of the tribe of Yisachar. It's the first leader we have from the tribe of Yisachar. He lives in a place called Shamir and he, and he judges for 23 years and dies and is buried in his home, uh, hometown. It's interesting to note in general in this section, 40 is a, is a description of years of completeness like Devorah, like Osniel. Um, when we had Ehud, it was 80 years. When we started to see the 20s and 23s, it's an indication of lesser le- leadership, lesser longevity in, this, um, in the same role. Um, the next person to get up is a person by the name of Yair Hagiladi, and he uh, judges Israel for 22 years. He has, uh, you know, apparently 30, ch- 30 children ri- you know, riding um, s- these steeds, and he, uh, he called this the area Chavosia in, in the area of Gilad, which is on Transjordan East Bank. And he's die, he dies in the place called Common. There's a debate in the Mepharshim if this is really the same Yair we meet at the end of Parshas Matos, who's the, who's the child of Menashe. If it would be, we're talking about a really long time that he lived. The Radak does entertain that possibility. And the idea that the Chavos Yair were already created in the biblical times, in the times of the Torah, and they were just describing it later on as he continued to lead. Whereas the Malbim says, no, this is a second Yair. This is a guy who was named after Yair, Ben Unasha. He happened to conquer the same cities and call them Chavos Yair because that was the, that was the legacy he was lead, leading up to. Nonetheless, that's a, that, that is our Shofet. Two very lesser-known Shoftim, Tola and Tola Ben Pua and Yair Hagiladi. After these really, you know, we'll call them dots on the radar screen in terms of the, um, the history we are given, we get back into, unfortunately, the cycle. It says that Israel continued to serve all... You know, the Canaanite gods, the Baal, the Ashtar, all the all the the gods, the gods of Aram, you know, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Ammon, Moab, all the all the places that they did. And it says Hashem, Hashem got angry and sold them to the hands of the Ammonites. This is a new nation we haven't spent time with too much up till now. We've met the Moabites, now the Ammonites again, Transjordan, um, down south. Um, and uh, they, they control us for 18 years and they really, you know, spread out their net across all of central Israel and East Bank. Um, and, uh, and Israel calls out to God. And, and now, at this point in time, you and me and everybody is probably thinking, isn't this enough? Like, meaning, how long does this go on that we just keep losing it? Do um, we just keep reverting back? And at this point in time, Hashem says the same thing. Hashem says, All these nations have already oppressed you. And you called out, and I saved you. And you still leave me. You still forsake me. So Hashem says, he puts it very clear in their face. He says, I'm not going to save you anymore. Go, go call out to those gods you chose. Enjoy, see if they save you. And at this point in time, Israel says, no, 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 Akash Baruch Hu, you're right. And they admit full-heartedly about what they did. And it says what, a very sad passage. God, 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 um, God's spirit, so to speak, was, uh, was, was shortened by the Amal Yisrael, by the pain of Israel. Um, that means to say that um, um, the, 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 there's a certain lessening 
of of the of Hashem's willingness to to work on their behalf, um, uh, to 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 help them. And we're going to actually notice this as we move onwards. Now that you know the shoftim we're going to encounter now and inwards are going to be lesser shoftim than the shoftim we've encountered up to now. We're we're moving, we're devolving into anarchy right now. Um, and so we're told the very last part of the Perak that the Ammonites now um, lay siege to the city of Gilad, and all of Israel now summon an army together to try to fight these Ammonites. And there's a, and everybody starts saying to each other, who's going to be the next leader? Who's going to be the person who's going to lead us for all Yoshua Gilad? A few things just to notice, interestingly enough, is why Gilad out of all the cities? Gilad, of course, is in the area of Menashe on the East Bank, Jordan, where Jordan is around the area of Amman today. Why is it that uh, Gilad is a city which is being encamped upon? So the first thing which you notice is that it's right near Amo, uh, the, the nation of Ammon, right? So the nation of Ammon is on East Bank Jordan, so it makes sense that they're, they're besieging it. That's on the one hand. But the other hand, Mal, the Malvin points out that there is an, an aspect of Hashkocha uh, that's to be found over here. And that is, is that because they're on the, up till now they were controlling Israel for 18 years in Israel Central, the fact that they shifted their, their military mo- a moment to the east is actually a reprieve which allows them to gather their forces and be able to fight back in a certain way. So in the darkness there is an element of Hashkacha as well. And this last question of who's going to be our leader leads us directly into the next parak as we meet our next Shafet. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day.